This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Do you drive a vehicle? Then you'll find AutoCorrect helpful, especially on Coach Charlie's Tip of the Week. Listen to our podcast with me, Coach Charlie Melton, on any podcasting platform or on the MPB Public Media app. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pivas, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl. Actually, she's out this week, so we're just going to hold it down with licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you? Very good. Uh, return on investment, or as the cool kids say, uh, ROI. You know, when you're being hip and you say, yes. what's, what's the ROI? Hey, what's the ROI on this project? Right, right. Always important to think about that when you're doing a home improvement project. And you know what? We've talked about this in the past. You can add things that don't help you at all in your that is value. True. So we do want to talk about that today. So you can join the conversation with us this morning. Send an email to fixit101mpbonline.org. Also, you know, stuff uh, for the holidays. Uh, it's, it's getting time to get ready. And and you think, you think, quick, well, Thanksgiving's just right over there. I know. Yeah, it is quick. So, so to get ready, you know uh, what's going on. I will say I've been getting ready. You know, I start when did we start this show, like 2014. I, I've been here seven years. Well, I'll tell you, I've been talking about my ice machine since then. Okay, on the same refrigerator. <laughs> And it's like a, it's like an every three day thing at my house now. I've got I've got a uh, a multi tool that I use as a scraper. Yep. Because because you need you can't use plastic, but I have to open up the ice maker all the way and then scrape it out all that all that uh, ice for it to work again. Th- seven years. Yeah. About every three days. Yep. To make if I want ice. Well, if I want ice. Now look look I've got a better one than that. Yeah. Um, uh, our, our refrigerator ice maker went out. Uh-huh. Of course, called the, my uh, my guy that I always call. Yeah. And he says, "Hey, this this uh, this ice maker is gone. We're gonna order you a new one." Uh huh. We we order a new one, and, and th- this refrigerator is only a few years old. Right. Um, and it's a good brand. It's it's a Frigidaire. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we get a brand new ice maker. Well, uh-huh. it's not working. Huh. It it won't make ice. Long story short, they ended up giving me my money back, and there is something, and if Timmy was here, he would be able to explain this a little better, but apparently there is a line that runs through that refrigerator Uh that goes through an area that if it gets too hot or too cold, it won't send the water to the ice maker it, it was That's so, like a design flaw it was so complicated how they were explaining to me right so now we've got a fairly new four-door refrigerator that will not make ice what? period so i mean what do you do you well, you don't you get you don't, trays you get uh, two dollar trays but, at uh i mean you you don't throw it away you you don't go buy another three thousand dollar refrigerator right, right. uh so it, it that's that's very frustrating and it, i kind of wonder do you guys remember the story that came out maybe a year or two ago about the uh the the mickey Dini's, uh frozen shake machines you remember that big buzz that came out and they figured out that these uh machines were almost designed to break so the guys could go and fix them i'm wondering if ice makers <sighs> are know, like the 
mickety shake machines of of appliances. I don't know. You know, I, I don't know if we're cutting. I don't want to say we're cutting corners, but maybe are we not using the parts and pieces that we used to use? Well, you said you you said you ordered an ice maker. Did you hold that box yourself? No. Okay. It doesn't weigh a pound. Yeah. It's just plastic. Well, true. Exactly. It's just plastic. I mean, hey, think mm-hmm. about it. Uh, an ice maker, it's not real complicated. Mm-hmm. Put some water in a tray and let and the drop free- it. and <laughs> let the freezer do its work. <laughs> right. So, you know, we're not we're not launching the space shuttle here. Right. Um I've got a couple of emails here. What have you been getting into, Jeff, lately? Have you got something going on? I hadn't been project? getting in trouble. Oh well, that's good. No, we uh, we went down to the went down to the boat over the weekend. had had a big time, uh, Walter Anderson Festival in Ocean Springs. So. All right, something. All right, if you were on a boat for any amount of time, you had to fix something. Oh my God, yes. Just All pick the time. one thing. Just pick one thing. Tell me. Oh, I would say what we are dealing with right now are our basket strainers. Which on a boat, water uh-huh. has to run through your air conditioner to make it work. Right. Well, as it's sucking the water in uh-huh. to make the air conditioner work, it also sucks in Clicks you know, junk. particles and all that kind of stuff. So in your basket strainer, mm-hmm. so it doesn't go into the actual air conditioning unit. Right. Uh, we've been cleaning those because um, we've had a lot of south wind coming in. So we, we've stirred up the... The, the bay quite a bit. So, Interesting. Um, I, I think that's the reason for that. So, yeah, instead of doing it once, you know, once a month, we're doing it, you know, once a week or every other day. Interesting. Water clarity difference. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Okay. One of the um, one of the emails that I wanted to get to, this was, um, it's interesting me. I've never, I've never understood this. Okay. We had a power outage on 11-2 for almost seven hours. Okay. Ouch. Uh, During the outage, we ran the refrigerator, kitchen lights, and internet router from a solar-powered lithium-iron phosphate battery, a system they had already set up. Well, cool. That's exactly what that system is set up to do when your power is out. We decided as a test to run our natural gas range from the batteries, too. Uh, Surprisingly, the oven uses 360 watts when gas is being burned. He said, our refrigerator uses 210 watts when it cycles on. Hmm. 360 watts isn't much power, but just curious, why burning natural gas takes more power than running a refrigerator? And I thought, oh, my gosh, that's a brilliant question. I'm going to kind of put it out there. Timmy, if you're listening, or any of uh, our appliance guys that call, anything like that, a pro, that one's interesting. Does it take more power to run a a gas stove? I don't, I don't, I don't see how that's even possible versus the compressor on the refrigerator. Uh, that's what I'm thinking. Thanks for an excellent uh, show. You do your uh, your do it yourself show. So I, you know, we'll we'll wait if if we've got a listener out there that knows how that works. That would be very interesting. I, I just uh, you know, compressors are terrible. The only thing that compares to a compressor is a microwave. Yeah, you know, I mean, that pulls on it like that. So you know, on the on the oven unit, you know, you're running a fan, um, and that's just—I mean, you're running a fan. That's just about it. That's nothing, right? So anyway, uh, with the cooler temps coming in, 
uh, and everybody's thinking about what they can do. The, the first thing we talk about this time of year, every year, is sealing up things. And I know you've heard this a hundred times. Let me tell you how easy this is. You almost have all, all of the equipment that you need to seal up cracks. Um, so I'm, I'm going to tell you what else you need. Here are the other two things, okay? You, you go to your, your local hardware store or big box. You uh, go to the aisle, and I know in some big box stores, this is very close to the paint aisle. You're looking for the caulk. Um, that comes in tubes, and they make it a couple of different ways. One way you can buy it so where that you can use your hand to squeeze the tube to get the caulk out of there. This is a very expensive way to do this. And uh, not very efficient. Sure. Um, The way, the best way to do this is using uh, the tubes that have kind of the the long extension on the end. And there's a tool for that uh, for, for it's a caulk gun, you know, and you can buy one, the, the, the manual ones for literally a few bucks. That's right. They don't cost anything. Um, and the caulk itself, uh, by the tube, depending on what you get. And if you get the standard door and window caulk, uh, you know, four bucks, five sure. bucks, something yeah. like that uh, for, you know, decent brand name stuff. So so you can take that and uh, say one tube of that would easily do a standard room with a couple of windows and uh, oh, yeah, easy. door frames easy. and, just, you know, things now, like that. One, the one piece of advice I can give on this, mm-hmm. less is better. Yes, it's yes. Make that make that hole cut it on a on a bias uh-huh. you cut it on a on a you know 22 degree or so you know get it mm-hmm. get an angle on that uh tube when you cut it but make it small you can always go back and put more and put more yes i'll say this the one tool that i was saying that you already have that is the greatest tool in uh jeez here it is your index finger yeah, that's what you want to use when you're putting caulk on when you go to. So like you put what they call a bead of caulk down. So when you just kind of squeeze out of the tube and it's kind of, it, it, you know, it's cylindrical. It's it's it, it's a tube. Right. So it comes out like that. Well, then you take your finger and rub over it so that it kind of fills in it the makes crack. It so smooth it's so pretty. Nice. Yeah. If if you don't use too much caulk. Yes. Uh, less caulk. And like I said, you can always go in and that's right. All right. Uh, Carol's on the line in Batesville. She wanted to follow up on the hot water heater thing. What's going on, Carol? Hey, good morning. I called a couple of weeks ago about we have three hot water heaters. And yeah, we just do not I have remember the hot water that we used to have. And so you recommended checking the elements. And we had someone who is mechanically inclined come <laughs> over with his tool that checked. The elements and all four elements are still allegedly working, and um, he tinkered around a little bit, but we still have not had the hot water that we used to have. It just runs out very quickly, and unless we run the recirculating pump, and I just wanted to call in and see if you had a second suggestion about what we needed to 
to look at next. Oh, I know. I know. Well, see, Jeff is sitting right here, so and he hears this question. He's going to tell you to yank it all out and put in a. Uh, I, yeah, I'm I'm doing a tankless. Right, so. but I know, I know, I know that there's a preference now for tankless. When we originally built the house, tankless hot water heaters were a new thing. Yeah, and they so, were they were very we expensive plumbed. initially. They were. Yeah. They, they did. That's right. Um, you know, Carol, you might have y'all flushed the the tank. Have you tried if, that? If that means, um, I'm not sure exactly what that would entail. So I'm I'm assuming we haven't. Basically, okay. putting a hose up to the bottom of that little the bottom of the tank where the where the spigot is. You hook a hose yeah, up to a hose, that. A hose will screw right on there. You know, my my okay. my second thought is, you know, because it's got some age on it, correct? About, about it, it's within seven years old. Yeah, that's young. Um, but it could have settlement. It in, could. In the bottom of the tank. Uh, okay. And and you haven't changed anything. You haven't added a bathroom or, right? No, no. Okay. I mean, we've always had the same number of showers and dishwashers that we have now. Well, maybe my plumber's listening and he will call me. Right. But uh well, that, something changed. A, yeah, that's the next thing I'm gonna try. It's 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 not expensive to do that. That's something y'all can do yourself. Flush it, you mean? Yeah. Hook yeah. your hose onto it, fill it up, fill it up with water and and uh drain it out. There's a valve on the top that you can um uh, Yeah, you pop the drain it, you know, it's kinda of like a uh do you ever uh I don't know, shoot a beer? Put the hole yeah, in the bottom yeah, and then yeah, pop the top. Right. You know, it comes right. down fast. Yeah. yeah. So, so I would okay. drain it. I would try that. Um, and and uh, call us next week. Let us know. <laughs> Let us know how that went. And we'll keep going. <laughs> this advice is free. Right, That's well, why it's not so fixed much. yet. That's right. There you go. <laughs> thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. All Thanks, right. Carol. If you've got any questions, comments, you can just tell us what project you're working on. Send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Now, Robert's on the line in Hattiesburg, and uh, you're calling about a previous call. Was that the air, the air-conditioned one, Robert? Uh, it was the hot water. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hot water heater. Okay, so go for it. All right, here you go. Shot in the dark, quick comments, and I'm done. Uh, I did hear her say that the hot water didn't run like it used to unless they were running the hot water recirculating pump. Yes. But I guess that they had installed. So I would say one place to check is that check valve. Maybe when the recirculating pump is off, the hot water's back feeding into the cold line and uh, running out quickly that way if nothing else has changed. Wow. Robert. Nice, nice theory. Very good. Um, and and I hope I hope she heard that. Uh, if not, you know what? There's a podcast for that. Fix there it one on one. Yeah, and I think she's going to call back next Wednesday. Right. <laughs> I, I'm sure she will to let us know either way, whether it worked or not. Right. Yeah. So, all right. All right. Uh, thank you very much, yeah, Robert. Oh yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. That's fantastic. And he yes. sounded like he knew. Well, it's it makes sense because. It sounds like after installing the recirculating pump, that's where the issue may have started. Right. Okay. So, All right. Uh, real quick. And, uh, again, I like the tankless. Right. I've never Especially run out. Especially if you've got I, three. I've never run out of hot water with the tankless. And you've only got one. That's true. Right. Okay. 
Um, so here's another question that came in, and I had to deal with this personally the other day myself, so I wanted to go ahead and give it another. And we talked about this email a couple of weeks ago when it came in. It says, I'm having trouble with a door. The door would not catch and lock until I really loosen one set of hinge screws. Uh, and I can't leave it that way. Suggestions? Great show. The other day, uh, there was a, a door here in the office that would not lock. It wouldn't catch. When you pulled the door to, mm-hmm. it was a metal frame with a glass door. Mm-hmm. And the glass door had a metal frame. So they had to line up perfectly for the latch to go into the hole. Correct? Correct. Um The easy, cheat way that I did real quick, instead of calling the locksmith, which is what they were going to do, was I went and got a Dremel and uh, the strike plate, Yep. uh, which is the thing on the door jam, not on the door. Uh, You know, it's got that hole in it, which is where the little, which is where the lock is supposed to go. Opposite the hinge. Right. So, uh... I widened that out actually a little bit on the bottom. I just took out a little of the bottom because I Mm -hmm. figured a lot of times doors will lean in. It it was probably sagging just a little. If you sag just a little, and you can always tell that if you can pull up on the handle and it Mm -hmm. clicks, you've got a sagging door. Right. Now, with that situation, if Mm -hmm. you didn't want to do that, you could always shim the bottom hinge. Uh huh. Okay. Kick the which bot- raises the, the which bottom. Raise it. That's right. That's right. Or run a longer screw in the top hinge to mm-hmm. suck the top right closer to the hinge jam. Right now, when um, he says, and if you don't know this word, when he says shim uh, on the bottom hinge, if your door is sagging, that means putting something between the hinge and the and 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 the jam so that it can protrude just a smidge out and level that thing out. And the issue is your door was cut square, there's no way to cut the whole square is the problem. So when they when they when the door came out of the mill square. Um but the hole is never. So you work on that forever. Anyway I drilled that thing out with a, a Dremel and yeah, it just works right perfect. back. Um, now I don't know. That's a temporary fix, by the way. If, if it continues to sag, that'll only get worse. So, um, Jeff, a particular question came in for you. You mentioned and have mentioned several times on the show when you're trying to hire a contractor, uh, you want to know, uh, you want to check references on what the contractor is doing right now. That's right. Okay. Um, explain that to me. Like, Flesh that out for me. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to hire a contractor to build a, uh, a sunroom for me, a screen room. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I want to know, I want to know the, the customer they're working for right now. Mm-hmm. You know, how, how was that experience? I don't want to know what, what happened six months ago, a year ago. I want to know the pulse, if you will, of the company that's doing the work right now. Okay. Well, and, and this is to that. Uh, it says, Jeff, why not check references for contractors on work six or more months ago? Julie was just asking that question. Well, you know, you, you can, but what has changed? Has anything changed in the, in the company? Do, do they have new managers? Has a manager quit? 
Um, That's a good point. It's not something I considered you know, the, before. The, 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 the my, my company is 22, 23 years old now. Mm-hmm. Um, the staff we had back then, although it was very good staff, we mm-hmm. have different staff today. Right. Uh, our focus has changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, right, right. So a, a, as everything evolves a little, we, we've gotten right. so a lot better. That's right. We've gotten a lot better on some things because we do them all the time. Right. It's so-called in our wheelhouse. Right. Um, okay. You know, it's like the basement that, that, we, that we built last year um, when, the, when we were interviewing each other. Right. I, I was interviewing uh, the homeowner yeah. and, and the homeowner was interviewing me as a contractor. So, right. uh, we were interviewing each other. Can we work together? Mm-hmm. I, I told this, this individual, I said, I've never, I've never built a basement before. So when I complete this project, I will have one right in, in my, in your pocket, in, in, in my book. And it's going to be yours. Right. So, um, the customer fully understood that, and we worked together, and the project turned out very well. So, you know, there, there, there's a lot. There's a lot to be said when you're interviewing your well, your, to your that, contractor. To that point, would you not want another one of your customers talking to that guy? Uh, absolutely. Right. So, you know, I bent my own rule okay, there a little okay. bit. Um, but there's more to picking the contractor than the price, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. yeah. Make, make sure y'all can work together. Make sure you can communicate. Uh Um, it, it makes the project go much smoother and make sure it's on paper. Absolutely. It's all done. (laughs) Join with your questions and comments. Just tell us what project you're working on. Send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. You are listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, Ashy Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl. Actually, she's out, but we're wishing her well. And licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks is here. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or the MPB public media app. So uh, we're going to go, well... We're going to wait just a second. We were talking before this about an uh, or during the break about an email that I just I've got to ask you about. Um, I, I'm asking you because my parents' house was this. OK. All right. So uh, I need your suggestions on replacing an. Uh, wait a second. We're having to replace our south facing Cypress bevel siding mm-hmm. on a 100 year old home. Mm-hmm. There is no underlayment moisture barrier or insulation should we put some kind of underlayment moisture barrier on this side of the house before attaching the new cypress siding what are the best options the siding is painted oh boy yeah man (laughs) right a hundred years ago a hundred years ago we didn't have uh, a house wrap right 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 uh, we didn't have insulation. Right. Um, so today we're going to go back and put more cypress up. Um, yes, I'm going to use I'm going to use what is common uh-huh. building practice today. Um, I don't like cypress outside. Why is that? Uh, well, I don't like cypress siding. Okay. 
Okay. All right. Um, because it moves. It constantly is moving. It 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 cups. It cracks. Um, does it does it expand and contract a lot? Yes, absolutely. Now, would that the, affect anything? Well, sure. It's 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 it's. it's I mean, you've seen it when you when yeah. you drive by and see an old house, it will start cupping out. Yes, uh, it's getting wet and dry, wet and dry, and that's that's what that's what causes wood to move. Right. If it stays wet all the time, mm-hmm. it would never rot. You you can you can take that there are logs in water that have been there right. forever. Right. Um it's the wet and dry that does it. Right. Now they but but they threw us a they threw us a monkey wrench because they're doing one side of a hundred year old home. And you almost have to go back yeah, with what you well, had. I mean yeah, I mean, if, if if you're trying to be specific to to the home's it, origin, yeah, you know. I mean, in good, in good, make me sleep good at night. Uh-huh. I, I cannot take that one side and put Hardy on it. No, I and can't do it. but you do have to now see. Okay, it's only one side. Would putting Tyvek on or a house wrap on that one side? Make well, any difference whatsoever? It, the wood is still going to move, but right. you're not going to get water into other parts of the home that's not supposed to have water. Right. Okay. So, so, so yes, I'm definitely putting putting Tyvek on. Okay. So going back, using some new, more modern uh, building methods, mm-hmm. but going ahead and put the original sort of siding back. You know, I think I have to because okay. it's 100 years old. You're right. I mean... All right. Uh, Don's on the line, and Hernando has got a shed project going on right now. Don, what's going on, man? Hey, uh, right. I've called you all a couple times with questions. I'm yeah. uh, building a, a she shed uh, for my wife, and uh, I'm to the insulation stage yep. <clears throat> on the inside. And I'm just wondering, is it uh, can you actually make a shed like this too airtight on the inside? Oh, absolutely. I've done that. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I had to go back to my shed and cut two vent holes out of it so that everything in my shed would not rot. Now, Don, uh-huh. what, are, what are you insulating with? All right, so I've got the uh, rolled, uh, you know, R13 yep. rolled yep. insulation that I'm putting in right now. Okay. And uh, I'm going to be putting that, uh, you know, the in- rolled insulation in the top of it. Now I've got, you know, uh, vents at the, each end of my gable. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. that- circulation in the top part and and you uh, have soffit vents uh actually my uh no i don't have soffit vents and in, in that it uh, i have the the tails of my rafters are showing on the outside okay so, uh, okay so my uh so my siding goes all the way in between my rafters and touch touches the uh the decking from my roofing so, okay so you will you will need to put some of those little round um, vents there. I don't I don't necessarily think that you need to have to vent every cavity. I would probably do every other one. Um, now, now those those little round vents now with those now because like I said, my siding goes in between. It goes all the way up and touches my decking right on my roof. And uh, so, are you talking about putting well? Are you doing are you doing continuous ridge vent on top? Uh, no. uh, on the top, no, I didn't. Uh, like I said, I just have uh, those uh, gables. Four bar, 
uh, gable vents on the uh, at each end. Okay, and my, my fourteen, fourteen by twelve. Okay, but but Don, you there, 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 there has to be a inlet and an outlet. Okay, I think I'm okay with your gable vents, but but there 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 has to be a way for that air to escape. Okay, from the bottom to the top. Well, yeah, because if I'm sucking air in either through my soffit or on my gable vents, wh- where's the air going? It, it's like right. it's like if you take a deep breath and you never blow it out, you cannot take another breath. Right. So you you either have to put a um, some some turbines or continuous ridge vent. I would put continuous ridge vent. That way, air is circulating through that entire roof structure. Have you already shingled you your roof? Me? Yeah, yeah, it's already been shingled. <laughs> well, just well, that's okay. You can gable, saw it out. Yeah, gable vents are not going to work by themselves. Oh, so just the air pressure up there is not going to push the air. No, sir. It 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 has to breathe. Just if when you take a deep breath in, you have to blow it out before you can take another breath. So your roof structure is the same way. You you did half of it. Now there there has to be a way for that air to to circulate. Okay, so uh, like uh, an air turbine? and Th- That would work. Um, I prefer continuous ridge vent. And, and it's okay if you've already shingled. It's, it's not a big deal. You're going to pull your ridge, ridge cap off, and then you're going to put continuous ridge vent on there. Um, it's not – you've made a small mistake, but it's small. Quick to fix. Right. Yeah. But you, you you will have issues if you do not do something. That's plain. Okay. So, uh, as far as moisture, well, you're you're going to have a ventilation issue, which is going to wear your roof out twice as fast uh, because okay. your your attic is just getting getting too too hot, and, and it's a small space. How 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 big is this shed? Right. The, yeah. The uh, and that's one thing I did. I uh, the walls are eight foot, but I also went up two feet up uh, the rafters okay. and put my roof for a higher roof. So my my roof is like uh, nine and a half feet. Okay. Uh, from well, the floor. you you, so, you so, could yeah you could cut in a turbine. You know, just whichever is easier easier on you. Either one would 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 be sufficient. Right, right. All right. What about on the inside of my uh, on the structure? You know, it's uh, it's going to be very difficult to get it tight with with uh, um, bad bad insulation. I, I wouldn't worry about that. I, I would insulate it and then I would sheetrock it. Yeah. Well, we're we're doing. Uh, when I called y'all uh, earlier, we my wife and I told you we were the ones that got all the leftover decking. Oh and yeah. We're doing flaps on the inside. Okay. So, That's going to uh, be cool. So actually on the inside, we did this on the inside of my shop. That's a, that's a, a, that was just an extension of our, my garage is we shiplapped it, but we put rolled insulation on the inside. Then we also covered that with, uh, the black, we had leftover, uh, felt, uh, you know, that goes on your roof. Yeah. And we, we put that over the, uh, the, uh, rolled insulation just so it has a so it had a black background so when we put up our ship lap and you had that small gap mm, it would be 
Yeah, I'm a little worried about that. I'm not. I'm not. Um, hmm. I got to think on that, Don. You know what, Don? You're going to prove us wrong, Don. <laughs> You're going to come back. You know I, when when you take a picture of that, it's going to be gorgeous. Well, Send it to us. I'm worried about the felt. I really am. Yeah. Well, that's well. Let me hear your uh, on that because, like I said, we were doing the same thing out here, but this is not. You know, this is going to be have a. Uh, uh, a split uh, air unit, you know, doing the right a uh, mini split. Uh, it's yeah, it's going to be a heated, heat and cool. Yeah, and uh, so you're saying though, like on a, on a situation like this where it's a separate uh, building that did not put that uh, felt felt's going to hold water. It's going to hold moisture. I mean, we're doing something that's not common building practice, and I just don't know. <laughs> I don't know what what will happen, Don. I don't. I don't recommend it. It's that. That is not. That is not how we would build a home. We would not put felt no. on our on our exterior walls on the inside. So if I wanted to achieve a black background uh, behind that ship lap, I should just uh, take get, a sprayer. Get some spray paint. paint. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Good. A That's a good idea, Jeff. Yeah. Um, I'm worried about the felt. Okay. So. All right, Don. Uh, we got some I, more calls to get to. I hope that helps out. Y'all keep up the good Thanks, job. Thanks, Don. Thanks, man. All right. All right. Let's keep going. Uh, Roger in Florence has got a comment about the shed. What are you thinking, Roger? Well, I may have misunderstood from the beginning what sort of structure. If yeah. it's on a slab, I have to say it doesn't matter. But I have a friend with a bought storage building. Mm-hmm. One of those nice-looking sure. buildings that have no advance tables like he described. Uh-huh. Uh, we insulated the roof just to keep it from getting as hot as we thought. Right. Wouldn't that help some? But the circulation with only vents in the top. Well, it was mounted. I mean, it was situated on, I guess, four by four was part of the construction sitting on right. blocks on the ground. Mm-hmm. So I got a little indoor floor vent that I had left over. One of those grates that your air conditioning yeah. um, things blow through. And I cut, I just cut a hole in the floor. It was just uh, that decking type stuff for right. floor. Right. Cut a vent in the floor, cut a vent just the right size, cut a hole. You could see the ground under it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I mounted this vent in there. Now, the air, as somebody pointed out in this earlier discussion, you need air coming in to get air out and so you got you got air being sucked up from the ground through the thing and up out the vents now you got ground under there so it's it's it's, it's going to be moist air sometimes and not sometimes so i made sure that the that the whole area is ditched so that water doesn't collect under there but that caused circulation and it was just a cut in the hole and putting a a full vent in so you get flow through ventilation that may not apply in his case. No, well, no, because he's doing his shed as a heated and cooled um he yeah, because cool he got space. a mini split and, and everything and else. And you're not. You're, yours, you're, there, there was no insulation or sheetrock in the one you're talking about. Correct? It's one of these very simple, very attractive shit. That's um, right, yeah. Uh, Storage sheds with a nice double door on the front. It looks nice, 
that are very similar. And gotcha. so the insulation to just keep it from heating up like a box. We used that insulation. Well, putting that in in the ceiling, it, it's it's been started. We just stapled it, you know, between the rafters. They just two by four rafters, and we stapled it in, and it's beginning to fall down. The, the weight of the bats themselves. Well, I think you're. I think you're drawing a lot of moisture in there. Yeah. All right. Uh, Fletch, I think maybe, you know, um, the hole in the floor. Oh, I'm sorry, Roger. Uh, we're going to get to But, Roger, the hole in the floor sounded like um, a beginning, but you've definitely got humidity in there. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to cut a hole in my floor. If I want some ventilation going in my shed, I'm going to put a fan uh-huh. um, on one end of the building. And, and you know, open up right. the door on the other. I'm not going to cut a hole in my floor. Okay. All right. Uh, thank you very much, Roger. We're going to keep on going. We've got several calls here. One is Fletch is on the road. What What's going on, Fletch? Uh, out about traveling like usual. Right. A couple questions. Um, why aren't a gable on each end enough? I mean, that seems like an open circuit right there. Why is that not enough ventilation? <sighs> Go, Jeff. I'm going to hide well, under the table. Yeah, Fletch is making a good point. I may be okay. Um, no, I, uh-uh. No, I don't think so. It is still we, still, we still have to get that air out of that ridge. So take, so like gables and, and a, uh, and a soffit vents. Um, we could get away without the soffit vents. We could use the gables, but we've got to have either a turbine or a continuous ridge vent to to let that air out the top of that. Let it move. Uh, yeah, because the hot air rises, and I think it's going to stay there and be stagnant if we don't if we don't cut the uh, vent in the ridge, either a continuous ridge vent or a turbine. Right. So well, I definitely get the the. the, the the peak of the roof needs to have an exit. Correct. Um, That's right. I, I, I just almost thought, you know, like you, you put a burp hole like in a 55-gallon drum. True. One inlet, one outlet. I thought that, I mean, I, I'm not a contractor, and I did stay at Holiday Inn Express. I was right. just curious why <laughs> on each end of the building would be sufficient. N- no. If we, if, if we were building, if we were building a a home we would never do that we would always do either turbine uh power attic vent or a continuous ridge vent even even if i had gable even if i had gable vents on both ends sure um and two pants out here because i uh i I don't know if you were in that day or not remember turbines are a headwear turbines go on a roof (laughs) right right yes we did learn this (laughs) <laughs> Thank yeah, you, Pam, Fletch. Pam's in Arkansas somewhere. I don't know where right, she right, is. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. We appreciate it. Have a good day. Let's uh, uh, keep on moving. We want to go to Francis, and Natchez got a roof question. What's going on with your roof, Francis? Yes, sir. Thanks for having me on. My question is, can you over-ventilate? I got a continuous ridge vent. Mm-hmm. I got PVC in the soffits, the vent. Uh... Uh, uh, continues and one end of the gable is open. You know, I got a gable vent there. Okay. Uh, question one: Can you over uh, 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 ventilate? And next question is: uh, I where the roof? I got a metal roof where it comes down to the transition in the ridge vent. 
leaves and all kinds of trash is coming through there. How can I stop it? Hmm. Interesting. And th- there's no screen on your ridge vent underneath. I've seen that a couple of times. You know, people put I, a screen I, up. I like either or. I don't like continuous ridge vent and turbine um, um, uh, turbines or um, power or the power attic vent. I don't like both. I, I like either or. And 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 if my preference is the continuous ridge vent, right. there are no moving parts. It wears out at the same rate that your roof wears out. Right. Now, at the same time, just just for devil's advocate, we've had others on the show who prefer the turbines or prefer That's I, no, true. I will not say I've had any contractor on the show prefer the power one. Well, here right. here here's my problem with the power one. Uh-huh. Uh I don't. First of all, there's no way that that power attic vent mm-hmm. can move more air than the continuous ridge vent. Right. It's not possible. So, okay, uh, just I, I'm sorry. I, I thought you know I mis I mis uh, misstated myself. I don't have a turbine vent. I got uh, a socket vent with a PVC and it's yes. vented, and I got one in a uh, gable. It's vented. And I got a continuous ridge vent. Yes, vent. yes, I think you're fine. Home run, Francis. Yes. That's okay, right. I right on. leaves and stuff from getting them, getting them in my attic. Yeah, yeah. Can can you put up? Can you go up there and put you, up a screen? You could put some hardware cloth there. Yeah, um, which it's not going to hurt a thing. Um, the key, the key to an attic, if you are going to ventilate your attic. Uh-huh is have proper ventilation. Move that air. That air needs to constantly move. Now, if you take the Doug Rye um, theory, he wants to insulate the entire envelope. Right. Roof and everything. Right. Uh, um, uh, So your attic is... All as a space, a single space. Yes. 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 Uh, I I don't... You disagree. I disagree with that, but... That's why there's chocolate and and vanilla. Right. But but no, um, Francis, I think I think you're I think you're fine. I I, I don't think you've overventilated anything. No, I think you've done all you, the stuff. You, yeah, you have soffit vent, you have gable vent, and you have a continuous ridge vent. I will okay. say you do have access to that ridge vent, and I mean from inside the home in the attic. Um, there there's got to be a way um, to put. Some screening up. Uh, yeah, I guess you could. Um, I mean, you could put a big screen over the whole thing if you I want. I mean, how much? Roll it how out. Many le- what are, what, what, how many leaves are coming in this thing, Francis? Uh, a bunch of them. Really? And, you know, uh, uh, the, the, the wire, I mean, the, the screen, uh, the, the wire that you're talking about wouldn't work because uh, the, the metal roof is, you know, it's got humps and ridges. Oh, wait a minute. This is coming. Okay, so there's no gasket at the end of the metal roof is what I'm hearing. No. Okay, okay. Well, you need a gasket at the – so so you can see right up underneath that metal roof? Yes. Okay. There's a foam gasket that should go right there. Okay. Ah. That is the same profile as that metal roof. Oh. Yeah, so you're you're getting wasp and everything in there. Spiders and Oh, of no, course. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm sorry. It look, it's hard to see things on the radio. Right. Okay. Yeah. 
So yeah. that's what it sounds like to me. At the end of that metal roof, you should have a foam gasket to where you see nothing but that foam. Is there is there any way uh, something to ask for that you know of that he could ask for somewhere? Hmm. Well, we could call it the foam gasket. I did, mean, hey, Francis, did you put it on yourself? Uh, no. Oh, oh, yes, I put the metal roof on myself. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, you can uh, wherever you got your your uh, panels, you could probably go and, and get this, right, Jeff? Yes. Okay. Your roofing material. So. Yeah, I call them. They don't have it. Oh. All right. Well, somebody has it, right? Uh, because it is—it's common practice. Yeah, I know it exists gotcha. online. It'll show up. Gotcha. Thank you, Francis. We appreciate Thanks it. A lot. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> this has been crazy. You know, we we do have the podcast. Also, we'd love to have you just stop by MPB Public Media app and listen to the podcast. Um, I have one other question. This one's neato, Jeff. I need your suggestion on replacing an eight-foot cedar post on my back porch. Okay, my problem is where this post needs to go has a slight drop on the concrete pad where it sits due to never installing gutters. I want to add a post saver to the bottom of this, to to the the this eight-foot cedar post. Uh, the measurement from concrete to the top is 96 and a quarter inches. Should I add the pole saver to the pole first, use a pole jack and rest it there, or try to cut the post with the saver to size? In other words, put the saver in. What is a saver? Uh, he's meaning that, that, that little metal piece that actually holds the post that so the so the oh, post that keeps unt- it off of the off ground. of the concrete right okay a plinth block okay a plinth okay. block okay right. okay um, <laughs> okay so he wants to put the he wants to put the saver under the under his post right gotcha okay couple ways you can do that okay um, you can put the block under there uh-huh. uh, they make them in aluminum they make them in plastic mm-hmm. but the you need to you need to take your column down. Uh-huh. Build you a temporary column. Take your column down, cut it off. Put your put your uh, post saver on there, if you will. Uh-huh. Or you could take some lag screws and screw four lag screws in there, and then put set your column back. All, all you need you, you need about a half inch under that column, enough to let air circulate. Okay. All right. So, so put some lag screws under there or actually use the the plinth block. So you wouldn't so you would not put the plinth block onto the um, There's no way I'm going to try to cut that thing without put taking that column down. Okay. okay. No way at all. all right. I mean, you can cut a finger off. Right. It, it, it's no. And I don't know what size. Did you tell us how big it is? 96 and a quarter. No, no, the square. Oh, no, he did not. Okay, 8, 10-inch, whatever. Right. Eight-foot cedar posts, he doesn't say yeah, that. Yeah, that's fine. Wow, okay. That, about, that, that covers it. Man. A wacky done? show. Yeah, <laughs> there we are. All right, folks, that's it today. Uh, Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Charles the Intern. For Pam Pibus, Jeff Sammons, and Jason Klein, Oh, that's me. Then join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. 
To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.